The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied. The Eidun Nishmat Morzekinir by Yosef Ben Sarav by Abraham Ben Esther and Hashem Ben Yehem Ben Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Asher Imam. Moshe Ben Dina Ben Sarav Ben Rachel Ben Sarav Ruhama Ben Rachel Rabbi Pinchas Chaim Pinchas Ben Yuspa Shoveret Nitua Hayom Ener Refer Lahem Ener Refer Lahem Ener Refer Lahem Fatanim 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 Kerem Alamo Vichenir Asom Ramar Amen. Again today's daf on Pevav Amud Rishon. And we are starting on the top line. We are in the sugya over here, uh, trying to reconcile a statement from the Mishnah. We had an opinion in the Mishnah of Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri. Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri said, in his actual language is, Yafir uti asura alaf. The case was talking about of a lady that she said that her ma'asiyadayim are going to be forbidden and her services are going to be forbidden to the husband. So we said that really he doesn't have to be mefed in such a case because there's a shi'abud that she has towards the husband to serve him and give the ma'asiyadayim. Oh, so Rabbi Hanab bin Nuri said, but still he should make a farah. Why do you have to make a farah? The chawrah, the nedr is not hal. No, because maybe he's going to get divorced. Once he gets divorced, so now the nedr is going to be hal. And now what if he wants to remarry her? He's not going to be able to remarry her because the Dan points out you cannot remarry somebody on a condition that she cannot serve you because it's automatically, eventually she's going to serve you. She's going to pour you something to drink. She's going to make the bed and something like that. So therefore, the Yohanan bin Nuri said, make hafara now. Not that you need the hafara for now. You need it in the event that it's going to be divorced and it, re, uh, it, re, 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 uh, <coughs> it comes back. So now the she'elah is like this. But that's a davar shlobah Which means you're making a hafara on an event that did not happen yet. Now, there's a big uh, subject on, are you allowed to be Magdish davar Are you allowed to sanctify something that did not come into the world yet? And as a matter of fact, Shemuel <coughs> himself said, which is Masper, you can't be Magdish davar You can consecrate something that did not come into the world yet. The divorce did not come into the world yet. They're still married. <coughs> so you're doing something now for a future event that did not happen yet. <coughs> That's not a problem. The problem is that, Yohanan bin, that Shemuel himself, although he was so sick like Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri, he also was prosecuting Rabbi Yohanan Sandlar. In a different case, Rabbi Yohanan Sandlar clearly said, you cannot be Magdish Davar Shtoba You cannot do something now for the, <coughs> for the future. That didn't come into the world yet. Oh, so then the question then is, how do you reconcile Shemuel? Make up your mind. You know, why in this case of you prosecuting Rabbi Yohanan Ben Nuri, which is Masma, Ken Magdish, but in the other end you were prosecuting Rabbi Yohanan Sandlar, which is Masma, in a Magdish Davar Shtoba the Gibbara went back and forth to try to reconcile this, these two shitot over here. And at this point where we're holding, we were not able yet to square it off. Now, what the Gibbara is going to basically do on this daf, it's going to try to find an analogy why it should be okay. Why it's not considered Magdish Olam. Which is really Shemuel is going to say, you cannot be Magdish Olam. You can't be Magdish. But this case is different. And uh, the Gibbara is going to come along and try to find a similar case... Like just like you can do it over here, and it's not considered So this case also is considered, uh, is considered okay. And the Gemara is going to keep on adjusting the analogy. No, it's not a fair analogy. And it's not a good analogy. Until it gets to the final analogy, and it's going to give the final answer why it's okay. Why it's not a problem of the Olam. Why it's considered Olam. And the basic answer is going to have to do with something which she's doing it. She's not being osir her ma'asiyah. She's osirting her hands. Now her hands themselves are in the world. Now, again, but she's not all sitting on hands now. 
She's only sitting her hands after she gets divorced. Because she cannot sit her hands now on the husband because even though her hands are in the world, there's a sharbud. She has to serve the husband. So still it's a future uh, type of uh, situation. But I will explain exactly how it could be or saving something uh, now and not for it to kick in till an event that didn't happen yet takes place. We'll, we'll wait for the Gemara. But now we're going to give some analogies to see exactly what it's similar to. So the Gemara begins like this. Amar Rav Ela. Uma'ilu Omer Lahavero. Let's say a guy tells his friend. Top line. Guy tells his friend. Sadezu Shani Mochelecha. Right, this said there that I'm going to sell you. When I buy it back from you, Tekdish. It should be Kodesh, which is the guy's holding a field. Alright? So he tells him, listen, I'm going to sell you this field. But I'm telling you from now, when I buy it back from you, it's going to be Kodesh. So the Gabbara says, Milo Doesn't everybody hold that he has the right to do that? Doesn't he have a right to say it, that it could be Kodesh? And we don't consider that Dabar Shalom Ba'ala Olam? And therefore, just like you don't consider that case Dabar Shalom Ba'ala Olam, this case also, where the lady is coming along to say, I want to Magdish my Ma'asayadayim, and it will be Kodesh, Garsha. that should be similar to this case. Now let's see exactly what the analogy is. So look at the Ran, the Ran speaks out good. Amar Avi'ilah, first Ran, Oma, Ilua Omela Havero. Get the case good. This field that I'm going to sell you, so he's holding the field now. The field's in his, in his domain. I'm going to sell it to you, but when I buy it back, let it be Kodesh. Milo, isn't it Kodesh? Now, why is the Ilah so certain that it's Kodesh? By the way, he takes it for granted. Oh, Pashut is to be Kodesh. Why is so Pashut? He didn't know this, and he doesn't have a source from it. He just said it from logic. What's the logic? For sure it's going to be considered Kodesh. Why? Which means at this point over here, when he's making the whole condition, he didn't sell it to him yet. So it's still in his jurisdiction at the time that he's making this whole stipulation. stipulation, which is saying, when I sell it to you and buy it back, good, but at the time that he's saying this whole business, he's holding the field. When I say kunam nefiha, which is the case of the Mishnah, which is coming along and saying, you know, you're not going to have an hour from my mouth yet, and that's what the lady's telling the, uh, the husband. Lehadamya. Right. Uh, the guy comes along and says, the field that I sold you should be Kodesh. No, that's already out of your uh, possession. That you cannot say. Finish. You sold it. It's out of your possession. Everything belongs to the buyer. Which means, in this case over here, the ma'asiyadayim is like the field. Which means the ma'asiyadayim are in here, are in, are in her possession. True, she has to give it to the to the husband, but bottom line, they're in her domain, and it's even better than the case of the field. Why? In this case over here, the guy was selling the uh, the field. Let's say. It's in Mamash in his domain. 
כונם דאישה נמי אית באחד צד למעליותת תפה משדה. משום דבשדה בין שעת הקדשו לשעת שיחול, דהיינו שכיחנה יש זמן שהשדה יוסף מרשות מקדיש לגמרי. Which means in the case of the field, it has one deficiency. And what is that deficiency? The guy made it a stipulation, right? From the time that he made his stipulation to the time it's going to be hal, it left his domain. It was a time that it left his domain because he said, uh, when I sell it to you and buy it back. Right now it's his. But there was a moment there where it left his domain and then it came back. So there was a moment there where he was not in control. However, But by the lady, the ma'asiyadayim, it was always... By her, it's always by her uh, uh, domain. Which means, just like in the case of the field, you want to tell me that since it was in his domain, right? The field was his. So he made a stipulation, right? When I buy it back from you, even though... This has a deficiency in this case. What's the deficiency? That it left his possession momentarily when he sold it. Then he, he gets it back. It's going to be Kodesh. And still you're telling me it's Kodesh. Koshekin, in the case of the lady. With this case over here, what? She has her Ma'asiyadayim. She's married. Ma'asiyadayim, right? So the Ma'asiyadayim technically are in her domain. A true, she has to give it to the, to the husband. But she can make a stipulation that what? That the ma'asei yadayim that I'm gonna that I'm gonna make when I get divorced, so therefore it comes uh, it comes back to me, right? So I'm not gonna give you any hanaah, and it'll be halik shiger shinna. In that case over there, the ma'asei always stayed by her, so therefore in her hands. Which means if in the case of a field where it's able to work, where he lost possession for a while. So certainly in this case, with the Ma'asei were by her the whole time, she could affect it for the future. Listen to the way uh, they, they explain it over here. Rav Ilah considers the situation equivalent to that of a woman consecrating her hands, for which she will be divorced. Again, she's doing it in the hands, by the way. She's not saying Ma'asei it has to be Ba'olam. She's consecrating her, her hands. It is true that the field is under the jurisdiction of the consecrate at the time he utters the vow, whereas the woman's hands are under the jurisdiction of her husband. But on the other side, the woman owns her actual hands throughout. Understand the difference? Which means here, the hands belong to her. True, the ma'asiyadai might belong to the, to, 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 the, to, to, to the husband. But the point is, her hands never leave her to shoot. And since her hands are always under the shoot, this rabbi's contention is that the ma'asiyadai will be able to be hal after she becomes litgarshah. Okay, I repeat you, Rav Ilah, one more time. I want to be crystal clear. A guy comes along and says, you see this field that I own? I'm going to sell it to you. When I buy it back from you, it's going to be Kodesh. Okay? What's the deen? Kedshah. It's Kodesh. What is Kodesh? Nothing happened yet. It's the Vashel of No, it's not the Vashel of It's bottom line. At the time that he did it, made this whole stipulation, he's holding it. Okay? So to a lady. At the time that she made the stipulation, her hands are, her, she's holding her hands. Now, and if what she's saying, what, my ma'asiyadayim, these hands over are going to be asur to you. Now, even though she wants it to be hal after, it's not going to be hal now because it's a shabur on the hands, but it'll be hal after the divorce. So he's saying, 
That's a fair equivalency to this case over here. It's even better in one sense. Because in this case over here, when he made the stipulation, the field left him for a while. We had no jurisdiction. Then it came back. Here, at least her hands, her hands are always us. Her hands always belong to us. So they were just like over there. He can make kidsha le'ahazeman. So she can make the kiddush on the hands. Le'ahazeman. That's the equivalent. Manah says, no. Matkif lada v'yirmiya. Rabiya says, I have a question. Midame. Could you compare it? Sadezu she'ani mochel lecha hashta biyadehi. Isha biyada lagdish ma'asi yadeha. He doesn't buy the Bialazik analogy. He says like this. Big difference. The case of the field, it's my field. I own the field. But you're right. Yadayim she owns. But what's it mean yadayim she owns? Baman at this point, the ma'asi yadayim goes to the husband. So therefore she's married. So there's a big, big, big difference. You cannot compare me a case where a guy who owns the field, can do anything he wants with the field. So then at that time he can make a stipulation. Listen, when I sell it and I buy it back, it'll be called this. Because it's his to do whatever he wants. Now she's the lady. You're right, her hands are here. Your hands are subject to the husband already. So then you don't even own your hands for, 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 for what you're making the, uh, the, uh, the stipulation. No analogy. The Don speaks out. Now look at the first wide line in the Don. It's not similar. Yeah. You know what the difference is? In the field, he can make it Kodesh right now, by the way. If he wants to, this field is in his possession now. Can the lady make her hands Kodesh right now? No. So there was a big difference. Another analogy. Which means, he's saying, no, don't compare it. The case of the field is much better. You know why? Because bottom line, since I can make it Kodesh now, I can make it Kodesh maybe later. But by the Yadayim, could you make it Kodesh now, the Yadayim? No way. And you want to talk about Yadayim or in a possession? In a possession for what? She still owes everything to the husband at this point. So therefore, since she cannot make it Kodesh now, who says maybe she can make it Kodesh later? So if you want to make a fair analogy, it says it'll be more analogous to the following case. Halo Damia. Guy tells his friend, Oh, the field that I sold you, when I buy it back from you, tagdish, right? Let it be kodesh, mikecha, which means, if you want to compare it to any case, it's domed to a case where it shouldn't be kodesh. It should be a case where what? Where the guy sold the field already, where it's out of his possession. Now we all agree, if it's out of his possession. And he comes along and says, oh, when I buy it back, it'll be Kodesh. No good. It's not in his possession. That's the similar case of the lady. She's making something Kodesh that's out of her possession. So therefore, it should not even be Hal at all. So therefore, don't compare it at all to fields. If anything, the comparison is going to teach you, it's not an edit. And therefore, it should not be Hal after the uh, Gerushin. Just like a fellow cannot make a nede, a kodesh, he cannot say, the field that I sold you when I buy it back. What do you mean? You don't even have it now. It's not yours. That's the similar case of the lady. She's making something, kunam, uh, uh, on an item that's not in our uh, domain. So the Gebarah says, okay, fine, we accept that. Matkif, so we don't, we don't have an answer then. Matkif, lara papa, midame, is hold it, hold it. The papa comes along and says, like, oh, let's read it out. Oh, no, we're good. Matkif, lara papa, midame. You're comparing it to a case of a field where you sold it. That's not a fair analogy. Where I sold it, and then I want to come along and say, 
It's sold already. When I buy it back, it'll be Kodesh. That's not a good analogy. Why? That's right. Which means by the field case, it's conclusive. But by the lady's case, is it conclusive? What's the Gemara's point? Look at the Quran. You're right, you're, you're negated in it. You can't learn from a case of this field. You want to learn the other way now. Everything is sold to the Lokeh. He has no rights. Which means in this case, it's different. Which means like this. The Gemara wants to say like this. Gemara wants to say like this. You want to compare this case of the lady? I'll give you a fair analogy. The analogy should be like a guy who sells a field. The field's sold already. And he tells the, the guy who bought it. When I buy it back, it's going to be Kodesh. Buy it back. That's for sure not in your possession. That's the case of the lady. The lady that's not in her domain, and she's saying, oh, when I get divorced, you want to say it's going to be, uh, it's going to be hal. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. Not, not fair analogy. You know why? Because I agree that in the case of the field, nothing is his possession. So therefore he cannot make a, uh, it's conclusively out of his possession, it's sold by the guy. It's sold to the guy. But in the case of the lady, her hands are hers. She has something here. Which you can't say she has nothing. Her hands are her hands, by the way. True, maybe what comes out of her hands has to go to the husband, but she's holding she's holding to something. So then you cannot prove me that just like in a field it's not gonna work, by the lady it's not gonna work. If you want to compare it, maybe you gotta compare it to the following case. So the Gemara says, Hello Dami, Havero. Maybe it's similar to a case like this. The field that I collateralized to you, which means a guy, let's say, borrowed money from somebody. Okay? So the guy who uh, borrowed the money collateralized a field. Now, this field over here is a collateral. If I don't pay you, you're going to go take it. So he says, When I redeem it, Oh, so therefore, now already we're getting closer to the, the analogy case, which means... This is an interesting case. It's it's his, but it's not his. The field. See, it's a, it's a, like the lady. It's a quasi case. It's, it's his field, bottom line, because it's only collateralized. But it's mortgaged out, uh, and and it's pledged. And what are we saying? It's Kodesh. Which means if the guy comes and says, "I am going to be Kadesh this field that I collateralized to you when I put it." Okay, good. So when I put, and we say what? It is Kodesh. So say the same thing by the lady that. She's holding her hands, but her hands are really like mortgage to the to the husband, to the husband, right? So he has she has something, but it's mortgage to the husband, so to speak. And what are we saying? We'll say that she could do such a thing. That's why it's considered kunam. Uh, That's why it works. Look at that. Look at the Ran. The Ran says. Um, Look at these before you get to the wide lines. Right before the first wide line, the very wide line. The actual field itself is in the Magdish's possession. Right? And then the lady is similar. Very good. Oh, 
So now the Gemara comes along and says, no, not a fair analogy. Matkif la Rav Shisha. Bered Rav Idi. Midame. Sadeh biyado liftoto. Isha biyada litgaresh. Which means, listen, this is really in my possession, by the way, this field. Even though it's collateralized, I'm able to bring it back to my possession totally. It's in my, pos- in my, my, in my, power. In my power. How? <laughs> Pay the loan back. Pay the loan back. This becomes yours totally. Meshe'ikin a lady. Is it, her, is, it, is it in her power to get her hands back fully? The only way she get her hands back fully is to get a divorce. It's not in her hands to get a divorce. So although she, she has the hands, technically the hands are hers, but it's contingent on a divorce. So you want to, oh, that's, that's like the Moscow. Her hands are collateralized. Yeah, but it's a big difference. This guy's field that's set as a collateral, he can bring it back to him. Mashiach this lady, it's not in her control to bring back her hands. Therefore, maybe it will not be considered a nedir. So the Gemara says, you're right, good question. Halodam, if you want to compare it, it will be like this. Ela Guy tells his friend, shanim. Oh. The field that I made a collateral for 10 years. It's a 10 year uh, collateral. When I redeem it, takdish. Uh, so the Gemara's Hadamina was, oh, so now within the 10 years, it's not in his ability to be put there. Because he gave a 10 year collateral on it. So therefore, it's similar to the lady, where she has no rights right now to buy her hands back. So to a the guy has no rights. But the Gibraltar says, but he let us just meet them, Hatam Kayitz. Isha me at Itla Kitsuta. Big difference. By the case of the, the field, uh, after 10 years, he could do it, by the way. Now she's going to lady, it's open ended. Which is, she could never buy it back. Right? So therefore, <coughs> the Gibraltar again took a route <laughs> in order to try to analyze why our Mishnah says, according to Yohanan bin Nuri, the neder is hal, even though it's a future event. So the Gemara tried to give analogies to fields, fields that were sold, fields that fields that were collateralized. Bottom line, the Gemara was not <laughs> successful in bringing the proper analogy. So the Gemara says, "Ela, Amar Rav Asher." Rav Asher comes along and says, "Right, Shani Kunamot." The basic answer is, Nidarim are different. Why? Nidarim okay. have a status, what's called Kiddushat What does that mean? Let's say a person comes along to an animal. Harezu Kurban. Kurban is called Kiddushat What does Kiddushat mean? It's consecrated. You have to use that now for a Kurban. Or let's say I take a, 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 an item, right? And I give it the Kiddushat goof. Now that item, you have to spend it, you have to use the money for a Korban. That's the highest money. It's intrinsically Kodesh. It's intrinsic Kiddushat. There's a lower level of Kiddushat called Kiddushat Damim. I take an object and I consecrate it for its value. Okay, I sell the item, take the value, and give it to the Beit HaMikdash. Kiddushat goof is like I said, an intrinsic item. Now, we learned many times in the Darim, when you say kunam, kunam really is you're making the item like a kurban. That's what I'm consecrating the item that has a deen like, it's assumed to be like a kurban. That's considered kedushat haguf. <coughs> now, let's just read the top run to see what this, what this does for us. Ela, amarav ashe, shani kunamot, 
זה בקדושת הגוף דמיין, שהרי הן כקדושת המזבח. דכי הקי דקודשי מזבח, אין להם פדיון. You cannot redeem something that's called for the Mizbeach. Which means, if I consecrate an animal for the Mizbeach, I can't come along and say, you know what? I want to transfer it, I want to make pidyon. No, no, no. It's called for the Mizbeach, it's intrinsic. Kach en pidyon lekunam. You cannot be pode an item that you were made kunam. Shiye mutal lemishin eesar alav. Which means, unless you make, of course, a hafara or something like that, but intrinsically, there's no way to make a pidyon to take this, I'll give the value to something. No. וכיוון דקונם קדושת הגוף הוא, איזה קי, מפקיע מידי שעבוד. הקונם has the ability to override an obligation, a שעבוד. Meaning, שום משעבדת לבעל. This lady of his משעבדת לבעל, she has to give a מעשי ידיים? She works, she has to give the money to the husband, yeah? הקונם breaks the שעבוד. וחייר. ומשומח יפסק שמואל כדי יוחנן בן נורי, אף על גב דסבירה לשמואל דאין אדם מגניס ושלמה לעולם. You're right, even though שמואל לא יקנה במגניס ושלמה לעולם, משום דידי אישה יתנו בעולם, since the hands are here, ומצב מקדשנו בקונם שהוא מפקיע מידי שעבוד. Bottom line, when she says these hands are going to be קודש, this שעבוד is broken. Now where do you see in שעס? That a kunam, that a kiddushat a goof item, can even break a shi'abud. I'll give you an example, just so you understand. I'm going to give three examples. I'll give you one just so you see what this does. Let's say, let's say I lent the guy money. I borrowed money from somebody. So the guy says, I want a collateral. I said, you know what? My ox, my shor is the collateral. Okay? That means he can come get payment from the shor if I don't uh, pay. Right, I made it like an apotiki. Apotiki means I'm collateralizing, which means this is the item designated specifically for the loan. <clears throat> then I come along and say like this. It's still mine, by the way. I just put a collateral, but it's, I still, I'm the owner, right? I come along and say now, this short of it is Kodesh. I make it a Kodban. <clears throat> so I have a Kunam now. This guy cannot take it as a collateral anymore. My Kunam overrides the Shabu to this guy. And therefore, he doesn't get it. I mean, that's the way Kunam. Kunam is so powerful that now it's ready. This item is now designated for a Kurban. So now the guy comes, I, I want my short as the collateral. Sorry. What do you mean, sorry? I made it Kodesh already. What do you mean, Kodesh? I was first. Doesn't matter. This Kunam is able to even override. It's not Kunam, but that's the case where you said it's a Kurban. But I'm telling you, Kunam is like Kurban. When you say this item is Asur, it's like a Kurban. So therefore, similarly, go slow, similarly, when this lady says, my hands, my hands are, I'm not saying my hands are like a korban. Oh, your hands are like a korban? Therefore, it breaks the shi'abud. Now, you're going to ask me a simple question. If it breaks the shi'abud, so what do you have to say that he has to make kafara in the event that they get divorced? He has to make kafara right now. You broke the shi'abud uh, right now. The whole case of the Mishnah was... Because in the event that they get divorced, it's going to go off. What are you talking about? You don't got to wait until they get divorced. The Quran should break it immediately. We'll wait for the Gemara's That's the Gemara's question. But let's see three examples where a Kiddushat goof breaks a Shi'amud. So the Gemara says, Hekdesh is the case I told you with the short. Where the guy consecrated his ox, right? 
even though he added out for a uh, for a loan as a collateral, the law is once he consecrates it, he cannot take it from there. What's the case of Hametz? Another case. Hametz she'avar lava Pesach. Right? That guy, Jew. That's Hametz in his position on Pesach. What's the deen? Asubhana'a. Okay? Uh, but uh, Goy's Hametz obviously is not Asubhana'a. Okay? That's the Hametz that you can use. Goy's Hametz. Now what happened? Look at the Ran. Hametz. We have the Ran. The Buddha Matan Hametz. Yisrael she'asah himso apoteki. Right? The Jew borrowed money from the Goy. He told the Goy, my Hametz is going to be the collateral. Now already, Pesach passes now. Who owned the Hametz? It's the Jews. What happens to Jews' Hametz after Pesach? Asur. Isur Hametz mafkiyah shi'bud. Which means that now Isur, the guy comes along and says, I want my Hametz, please. Sorry. It's a What do you mean You made a collateral to me. Doesn't matter. The Isur of Hametz Pesach, that overrides the shi'bud of the guy. Can I take it from there? Third case would be Shihrur. What is Shihrur? Look at the Ran. Shihrur. A guy, again, same guy, borrowed money. So the lender says, I want a collateral. Okay, my Evid. You see this Evid over here? This Evid Kenani? The Evid over here is the collateral. If I don't pay, you can take the Evid. Then what does the guy do? He freezes Evid. <laughs> so it says, The Shihrur over which means, once already you mishachred, the shichrur also has the ability to break a shi'bud. So again, we see three things over. We see hikdesh breaks the shi'bud. That's the case of the shor. We see isur, hana'ah, like hametz, breaks the shi'bud. And we see shichrur, freeing a slave, also breaks a shi'bud. Good. Kunam is compared to which one of these three? Kunam is compared to the first one, Higdish. When I say, uh, let's go straight to the case of the lady. My hands over here are Kunam. Meaning you, can, hands are here. You cannot have Hana'ah from my hands. I mean, she's making her hands like a Kurban. Hey, we said, wait it. You have to, you have to give your money to the husband. Ah, uh, the Kunam overrides the Shabud. Very good. And that's why it's not considered Davar Shaloba La'olam. Why? Because in Kunamot, she has a right to override the Shirbud. And therefore, let's go back to the case of the Mishnah, where Shimon was forsaken of Yohanan bin Nuri. The case was what? My hands are Kunam. So what did the Mishnah say? Yafir. Rabbi Yohanan said, you have to make Hafara. Why? Not for now. Because in the event that they get divorced. Because once they get divorced, now already there's no Shirbud anymore. Hey, why did you have to say it? Because you're going to get divorced. You should be able to do it right now. So the Gemara says, exactly. Why is that the What do you have to wait till Shema Yigarshena? Just do it now. Make up for now. Because uh, the, 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 she's mafkiyah the Shabbat. So make up for that. You, you want to get the money. So the Gemara says, Tani ve'od Shema Yigarshena. Learn the Mishnah and furthermore, they might get divorced. What does this mean? Ran. Ve'od. Shem yigarshena ka'amar. Me'ashta name kaddish de kunam mafkiya shi'mudeh. Really, it should work from now. Again, Ran. Me'ashta name kaddish de kunam mafkiya shi'mudeh. Really, the neder is hal now. Because the kunam is able to override the shi'mudeh that she has to the ba'al. Oh, but maybe you might come and tell me. That what? 
maybe you're going to come and tell me that the rabbis came along. The rabbis came along and they strengthened the husband Shabud. Why? Which means, maybe the rabbis came along and said like this. I know the law. The law is, your kunam breaks the shabud. But maybe the rabbis came along, and you know what? I know the law. The law is your kunam is strong. But we're making a rabbinical enactment to strengthen the husband's shabud over the kunam. Why? We want the husband to get the money. We don't want that lady starting to, 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 to make kunams and get the money away from the husband. So it could be the rabbis treated a shibud like this as not as if it's a collateral. Maybe they consider this over here. It's the husband's as if he bought it. Now, if he bought it, uh, no, no kunam can, uh, can take away something that already was. So which means maybe the rabbis gave the husband the edge over here. Well, in that case... The Gemara says, "Vacha lo itkarle ela." Again, afilu achi yafir. You know what? Still, you can make a fana. Shemi yigershena. This was being said over here. Maybe he'll divorce her, which means like this. Really, you don't got to come out to the divorce. Technically, if you're holding that the kunam overrides the shabud, make a fana now because bottom line, she broke the shabud. Make a fana. And even if you want to tell me. That no, the rabbi strengthened it in this case, and they gave an advantage to the husband that this kunam cannot break the shirbud. Still, she should be able to do it. You know why? Because in the event of a divorce, it will be hal. In divorce already, now already, there's no shirbud anymore. So since there's a case where in the divorce it'll be hal, you'll be able to do it even now. Are you going to ask me? But it's You're right, but you know what? Since really from the law, the kunam should be able to break it now, just that the rabbis strengthened it, we're going to allow it to happen now, even on a future event. Because really, she can break it now. I'll say it again. And this is the final answer. A lady makes a kunam against the, against the, against the husband. I'm not giving you my say her kunam is very strong, by the way. Kunam is like a kurban. Hegdish. Hegdish is mafkiyah midish abud. Technically, she does not have to give ma'asiyah them. That's why the husband should have to make hafara. Because it affected him. And by the way, that's what the Mishnah is saying. The Buhanam and Nuri is saying, make hafara now. And the odd, now that even if you want to tell me that there was some rabbinical enactment, that they said, you know what? Normally I agree. Kunam breaks the shabud, but not in the case of a marriage. Maybe the rabbi said, this type of kunam is not going to break it. I'm going to give the power to the husband. Still, make a farah. You know why? I'll tell you why I can make a farah. Because maybe they're going to get divorced. And when they get divorced, what's going to happen? When they get divorced, now already there's no more shabud. Everybody agrees, in the case of divorce... Now already the husband uh, loses his right. They have to make a fanah for that case because well, they're going to maybe 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 we marry each other, and now there's a shabud, there's a there's a neder. How can we marry her? She's not going to make the bed. She's not going to pour her wine. They can't live like that. So I'm worried about shema yigershena. So the 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 Ran says like this. Even though normally you cannot be makdish olam, and for the divorce situation it's tabashul ba'olam, but in this case since men had deen, you'd be able to do it now. 
And it's only the rabbis that gave a strength to the husband are be able to use the future item in order to say I can be mefirit now as well. Which means the kishin gershem now. Which means, say it better. Let's say the rabbi strengthened the husband. What do you mean strengthen the husband? They said, your kunam cannot break the shi'abud. That's a rabbinical enactment, by the way. From the law, we're saying kunam breaks the, the shi'abud. But let's say the rabbis came in and made such a, such, a, such a strength. That means the husband is strong that your kunam does not break it. Therefore, technically, you don't even need hafara. You cannot make such a nedim. But do it for the future. Do it for the, for the girushin. Because at the time of the girushin, then the nedim is going to be hot because it's almost shi'abud. Oh, but you can ask me a question. But that, that's our whole subject. How could you do something in this case, it's not considered the Bashar Because since even when they were married, from the law, she can break it. Just the rabbis came along and strengthened them. In this case, it's not considered the Bashar because she can really do it now from the law. It's just because of rabbinical uh, strengthening. So therefore, in this case, the Gershina make kafara. That clear? I'm going to say it one more time again. And this really is the final answer of the Gemara. The final answer of the Gemara is like this. I actually, I just want to review now. If we can go back for a second, all the Gemara now in today's daf was trying to solve one dilemma. What's the case of the Mishnah when the lady made a neder ma'asiyadaim? Going to be asur, right? To the husband, Rabbi Hanan says Nuri says make a farad lekshia gershin. And you hold that a person cannot be So what are you doing? So the Gemara went back and forth. Well, maybe it's like a field. No, it's not like a field. Maybe it's like a collateral of a field. No, we showed all the Hadlukim. You cannot compare it to anything with fields. Okay. So the only thing that we can compare it to is what? Is a rule that we know already. The rule of what? Higdesh, Mafkiya, Mide, Shabud. Like the case of the guy that borrowed money. He put his ox as a collateral. Get payment for it. Then he made it Kodesh, finished. He cannot take this as a collateral. So you see, the Hikdesh overrides the Shabud. Beautiful. Same thing over here. This lady has a Shabud. Her hands are Mishrubat to the husband. She's got to give her Masi Adayim. She's got to work for him, whatever, make the beds, pour the water, wine, all that. So what? When she says, My hands are now Kunam, that's I like say, My hands are a Kurban, it breaks the Shabud. Therefore, the husband has to make Hafara, by the way, because you, you got ruined now. Because this land is going to be hal. Beautiful. And that's the Mishnah. Oh, so one more question. What are you throwing me in when you get divorced then? You don't got to wait till you get divorced. Just say you have to make hafara yeah. Now, because you might come and tell me that maybe the rabbis, in the case of a marriage, said that a kunam cannot break the shabud. Maybe they said, you know, the husband, we're going to give him strength. And therefore the kunam really is not going to be hal now. Still, if he puts the stipulation that make hafara now, not for now, because now you don't have to make hafara. The rabbis gave the strength to the husband. But likshi gershenna. Because if you get divorced, now there's no shi'abud. Once there's no shi'abud, what's going to happen? Now the nedr is hot. He cannot be remarried. Because how's he going to remarry? She's setting herself for all on the Oh, beautiful. So that's why you have to have the kid against Gerushi. I can ask a question. But you're back to the same old problem. It's davashobala olam. No, it's not the Rashi Because since really from the lore, her kunam broke the shabud. It's just that the rabbis came along and uh, strengthened the husband. So therefore, it's not the Rashi Because really, right now, the lady had strength to do it. Right, the rabbis put a hold on it. So for such a rabbinical hold, it's not going to affect for the future the Kishin Because really, she could do it now. It's not similar to a case. It's not similar to a case. Let's say a guy sold the field. 
And then he comes along and says, and when I buy it back, I'll make it Ignish. Nah, when you buy it back, that's out of your possession. Totally. This is really, it's really in her strength. This is the rabbis came along and put a hold on it. Okay, but really, it's, it's my item. So that's why the Kishigirashenna will work. And that's the bottom line shot of the Mishnah. If somebody would ask you, is it It is not Kunnamot is like Hikdish. Hikdish is Mafkiya. Shabud. And what? And even if you tell me that the rabbis blocked it in the case of a marriage, will work, kicks in. Why? Because bottom line, right now she technically would be able to have that in her jurisdiction, and therefore the rabbinical block is not going to affect what happens in the future. And that's the bottom line. Therefore, Shemuel is reconciled. Shemuel was posikna bi Yohanan bin Nuri, beautiful, and he was posikna bi Yohanan al-Sandlar that held in Adam Magdish Tavashor Ba'la'ulam. Let me review you that case, just so you know what that case was talked about again. That was a situation over there where the lady was, uh, was uh, uh, making a nedir, and the husband, we said, should make a hafara, but the hafara was only applicable in the event that she dies. That was the situation where the, the lady has to die for his uh, hafara to kick in. Since the lady's still alive over there, death is the varsha so therefore, according to Rabbi Yohanan Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, such a neder, you cannot be mefer, uh, because it's a davar shilob alam, you're banking on her death. Oh good, so something that is global alam, in the chanameh, we agree you cannot do. Mashiach, in this case, it is not, it's not considered global alam. Otherwise, it is considered ba'olam, because she's making it on her hands. Her hands technically are like a korban, korban mefkiyah midashirbud, and even if you want to say they blocked it temporarily, still not going to affect even though no, since technically he could have done it, she could have blind, she could have she has her hands in her possession right now, she does a rabbinical block, therefore it is going to be mutar